Hello, this is Natalie Baker, Vice President of Marketing here at Breckenridge, and welcome to the Breckenridge Special Topic Podcast, Munis and Trump's Latest Tax Announcement. On Wednesday, President Trump released a tax plan that presented a wide variety of deductions, many of which are familiar given the tax plans the new president campaigned on or has already laid out. Today, I'm joined by Adam Stern to give us some comments on the plan and how it might impact municipal investors. Adam is the head of our municipal credit team and a member of our investment committee. So Adam, what did we learn on Wednesday? Well, that's a good question. Uh, the, the president's uh, uh, proposal was really only a, a page long. And I mean, I think the best thing you can do is call it a proposal. Um, it's not a fully fleshed out plan. But I, I think uh, to the extent that there was any doubt or wavering that we were actually going to get some movement or at least a, a few swings and attempt on a, on a wide ranging tax reform, um, I think uh, if there was any doubt there, that was put to bed. Uh, most people expect that, but but the president coming out and saying, "Here's my here's my proposal," uh, and you know, many pieces of it dovetail uh, with uh, details that the House uh, Republicans have been talking about for a while. So it says, you know, all hands are on deck, and uh, and let's see what we can uh, get done. All right. So for the purposes of this call, we're really interested in how the tax plan may impact municipal investors. To that end, can you speak about the state and local tax deduction and what that means for muni investors? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I think you, you bring up the state and local tax deduction because that's one of uh, the uh, the items that folks have pulled out and uh, asked the, the president and the treasury secretary and uh, who, who, who made the announcement, and they said, yes, we'd like to eliminate the state and local tax deduction. You know, the plan writ large is designed to eliminate pretty much every deduction, with the exception of uh, mortgage interest uh, and uh, charitable deductions. It's silent about exclusions, importantly. Um, that uh, The tax exemption from municipal bonds is an exclusion, not a deduction. So uh, so that's an important distinction. But to your question, to your question about the, the uh, state and local tax deduction in particular, you know, there's two things to think about there for investors. The first is if you're in a high-tax state. So if you're in, in New York or California, where your top state uh, personal income tax rate is over 9%, when you have a state and local tax deduction, uh, your effective uh, rate is actually lower than that since you're deducting the 9% from uh, your federal tax liability. So if you eliminate the deduction, you then there's actually then a larger advantage to uh, owning uh, municipal securities in state. So if something, you know, along the lines of what uh, President Trump's proposing were ever to pass, you know, we would expect to see maybe more bias in, in certain New York or Cal uh, or other uh, high in, uh, personal income tax state portfolios uh, towards towards in-state bonds. The second piece that's more subtle, something I think about a lot, is the credit uh, impact of the state and local tax deduction. Because the state and local tax deduction allows for uh, state taxpayers to reduce their federal tax liability uh, using uh, the state and local tax paid, uh, it effectively subsidizes the cost of uh, government in states uh, with higher uh, tax rates. And so 
uh, what it means is the marginal cost of uh, providing government uh, would go up if you eliminate the deduction. So you may see uh, a downtick in uh, public willingness to fund services because to fund an extra dollar of services will actually feel like an extra dollar uh, out of your pocket as opposed to something less than an extra dollar uh, out of your pocket. So, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on, uh, especially because the House Republicans plan uh, also uh, uh, considered eliminating this deduction. Okay, so you've touched on several things here which are important, the distinction between exclusions and deductions, and also it sounds like it's important to think about which state you're actually talking about and the tax in that state. Right. Okay, and let's switch gears a little bit. I know one part of the plan is the reduction in corporate taxes from 35 to 15%. Can this actually have an impact on municipals as well? Yeah, and I think we've uh, you know uh, spoken to this before, either on podcasts or in um, you know monthly commentaries or in the the 2017 uh, credit outlook. There is uh, demand for municipal bonds from uh, uh, insurance companies, property casualty, and uh, increasingly in the last few years, banks. So those two parts of the buyer base, you know, if if the corporate income tax rate were to fall, the demand from those two uh, uh, sectors might might decline a bit. Um, you know, our position has been there. They wouldn't be, uh, these entities wouldn't be sellers of municipal bonds, but they probably wouldn't be buying uh, quite as much going forward. You know, the other uh, piece that Trump has talked about with the corporate uh, tax has been uh, repatriation. Um, that doesn't have to do with lowering rates necessarily, but um, if they did, if they did uh, uh, lower rates and then offer a maybe one-time rate on repatriation of overseas income. Uh, that could relate to infrastructure spending, but that's that's not quite exactly what was uh, uh, discussed here. I got you. And one thing that's also been on investors' minds is the AMT, the alternative minimum tax. And as he said earlier, the president plans to eliminate this. What could that mean for municipal investors? The AMT, some municipal bonds, some private activity bonds are subject um, to the uh, the AMT uh, cap. The AMT is you know exists uh, to make sure that um, high income taxpayers pay some tax. Um, and so, uh, if you invest in uh, certain kinds of private activity bonds, uh, you may have to pay them. Certainly, if you owned a private activity bond today and the AMT tax is eliminated tomorrow, uh, that's a good deal because, um, you know, the yields on these bonds tend to be uh, a little higher uh, to um, uh, reflect the fact that uh, taxpayers have to pay tax on them if they're subject to AMT and uh, at time of purchase. And so, uh, you know, there'd be more value uh, in, in these bonds, all things being equal. I see. And what about individual tax rates, plain and simple? Did the president say anything new about planned cuts there? Yeah, well, so the, the overall plan is, uh, you know, to try and broaden the base and then reduce uh, uh, rates for everybody. Um, and so we would go from uh, seven uh, brackets, income tax brackets, to three There'd be a 10% bracket, a 25% bracket, and a 35% um, top marginal rate. That would be down from uh, the current 39.6%. Uh, uh, so there, there is some tax relief uh, there. Uh, you know, relative to where we are now, if you're 39 to 35, is not is not a whole lot of movement for that marginal payer. If if this were to take effect, um, though, 
you know, this, and this has been talked about uh, elsewhere in the papers and other analyses, um, you know, the president also proposed a 15 percent uh, business tax uh, rate, which would apply to both corporations and pass-through entities. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, commentary, which I would agree with, um, that suggests that, you know, anyone who could would try to, uh, you know, reinstitute their their labor or services in the form of uh, some sort of LLC or or a format where they could take advantage of the 15% rate as opposed to a 35% top marginal rate. Um, and uh, uh, my guess is the lawyers would be clever enough to figure that out. Um, so again, we're, we're commenting on a plan that's pretty you know, speculative and really just a, a proposal at this point. I see. Well, to that end, let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges here. I've heard estimates that the plan could cost upwards of $7 trillion. One thing we've heard in the news related to the cost of the plan is this concept of dynamic scoring. Can you explain what that means and maybe give a little bit of detail on the challenge there? Well, I'm not sure I can give uh, detail on the challenge. It's very challenging to do dynamic scoring. Um, uh, the uh, uh, in fact, uh, there's a quote uh, Alan Greenspan once said, he's a huge fan of dynamic scoring. He should definitely try and do it. Um, but when asked if you could actually do it in practice, he sort of uh, skewed that and said, I'm not sure it can be done in practice. Um, so, uh, but what is dynamic scoring? It's just this idea that when you pencil in a dollar of tax cuts, does that result in a dollar of revenue loss? And uh, dynamic scoring would say no, because uh, by cutting taxes, you pump some more money into the economy um, and cause the economy to grow, and the growth rate um, should grow fast enough to actually produce more revenue than uh, than just a dollar-for-dollar dollar, uh, calculation would would suggest. Uh, precisely how much uh, uh, in the way of new growth uh, this plan could uh, reasonably uh, generate, I think, is, uh, you know, up for debate and pretty, pretty questionable um, at, at this point. Um, but it certainly would uh, enlarge the deficit almost under basically any uh, of the estimates that we've seen. You know, this proposal is very similar to the president's uh, proposal during the campaign, and um, you know the deficits that were projected there, done by uh, places like the Tax Policy Center, um, you know, showed you know multi trillions of of uh, deficits. So that will make it harder to pass, uh, which is important to understand. Um, which is again why, you know, we think this is sort of this is a proposal and. Um, Unlikely to you know meaningfully impact the market, but but as a um, you know sort of a shot across the bow, an announcement that, that tax reform uh, will be a priority, which is what the president has said, and um, and we'll see where it goes from here. Okay, so it sounds like there's still many challenges, uncertainties here, but we here at Breckenridge will continue to monitor tax reform as things transpire. For further information, please see our. 2017 Municipal Credit Outlook, which is under the white paper section on our website. Thanks so much for joining us, and we hope you have a great day.